0: What's up, guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of Second Stringer Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Griffin Morrill, and I'm here with my guys, Joe and Najee. It's
1: good, guys?
2: What's up?
0: Okay, obviously, we have been taking a little bit of a break this summer, enjoying life as much as we can, but that does not mean that the sports world has stopped. And my goodness, the NBA has gone off. But... We're going to have to recap a little bit. First, we're going to start off with the finals. Obviously, the Bucks have won. Guys, what do we think about this?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, um, happy for Giannis. He's probably one of the most likable players in the NBA. Uh, I would have liked to see Chris Paul get his first ring, but uh, as we know, any team with Chris Paul that has a lead in a series, is probably going <laughs> to choke it. <so. laughs> Absolutely.
1: No, I, uh, I was definitely rooting for them. I was happy they, they won. Personally, I'm not a Chris Paul fan at all. Um, so slightly rooting against him. Um, but how can you not appreciate Giannis? He's one of the few. I mean, we joke about LeBron all the time, you know, not getting back on defense, kind of sitting out some games questionably. Um, but how can you not love Giannis? I mean, he hustles in every single play. And, you know, there's a couple plays that he made in the series that were extremely memorable. And I think will live in, in finals history forever.
0: No, yeah, he he's definitely made his name very well known so early on. And especially at 26 years old. I mean, this is his resume. I mean, he's an NBA champion, a finals MVP, a two-time MVP a five-time All-Star and All-NBA team member, a three-time All-Defense First Team, the Defensive Player of the Year, and the Most Improved Player of the Year. And you could see what this meant to him. Like, when he won that in Milwaukee and he was off to the side, just, like, taking it all in, you could see that there were tears in his eyes. This meant a lot to him, and it's been well-deserved. Obviously, I, you know, was a little bit hopeful for Chris Paul, but, obviously, Giannis, Middleton, Drew Halded, and they, they were able to get it done with the Bucs.
2: Yeah, I mean, Giannis, like, his resume already, he could retire right now and probably make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'd say so. And that's crazy. And he's, like, what, 25? He's, he's 26 right now. 26, yeah. Like, he could... I mean, yeah, his resume speaks for itself already. He's got just an abs- absurd amount of uh, accolades and yeah you could like if he wanted to obviously he's not going to but if he wanted to he could retire right now and make the hall of fame easily
0: yeah another uh stat line that i want to bring up is during sort of like the playoffs you know early on And, I mean, kind of throughout the entire season, I feel like Chris Middleton was kind of getting a little bit of, you know, hate for his game. Obviously, the jokes were made like, oh, he'd play like garbage, and then the next week he'd be like prime Michael Jordan. But, obviously, neither were true. I feel like Chris Middleton was a consistent, you know, second or third option, depending on if you want to say holiday was the second option. But over the course of the playoffs, Middleton averaged 24 points almost eight rebounds and five assists over 22 games. All of those numbers are better than what Jimmy Butler did in the bubble. And honestly, like everyone thought Jimmy Butler was like a god in the bubble. So I just want to like put that into perspective for everyone because Chris Middleton was balling this offseason. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he no. probably like – if it wasn't Giannis, then uh, he probably like um... – Giannis is pretty much a lock for finals MVP, but in my opinion, it honestly could have been and maybe should have been Chris Middleton just for the way that he – especially in crunch time. Like, you know, you you look at him just raining shots down. Um, He was definitely the closer. Yeah, he was their closer. I I mean, that that whole team really
0: came together. I mean, we got – obviously, Giannis, we talked about his resume. We mentioned Middleton, who was insane. They brought in Holiday this year for, you know, Bledsoe. Obviously, I mean, arguably one of their better or best pickups that they made because he was locking down defenders the entire playoffs. I mean, there's highlights of him, and it's just steal after steal, block after block, taking away from top players of all positions. Drew Holiday had everyone in his back pocket for the entire playoffs.
1: Yeah. You know, I think going into the playoffs, even going into the season, people said, oh, Giannis, you know, it was foolish of him to resign. He's never going to win a championship in Milwaukee. Um, With that supporting cast, you know, they're not going to, you know, peak or gel at the same time. Or those the supporting guests to even step up. And from, you know, P.J. Tucker, he didn't make as many, you know, corner threes as were accustomed to seeing when he was in Houston, but his energy, his defense, and all the other uh, other guys around, Giannis and Middleton. You know, you just said Holiday really stepped up. Um, and big Bobby Portis. Oh, had a, Bobby
0: Portis. I, yeah. mean, he, I mean,
1: he went off. Um, so, I think – honestly, I think that game seven against Brooklyn, but that was definitely – the most pressure that they went through throughout the whole, you know, season as well as postseason, um, And, you know, being, you know, millimeter away from being sent home uh, by Kevin Durant's uh, foot being over the line. Um, I think after that, they all kind of gelled um, from there.
0: No, yeah, definitely. And I think also it was the leadership quality of him. I mean, throughout the entire series, you'd always see Giannis, you know, hyping up his team, getting people energized and getting people in the zone. I think there was there was a quote from Scottie Pippen that talked about it. I don't remember exactly, but it was pretty much like, Giannis didn't mind or doesn't mind like being humiliated. Like that's the difference between him and like a player like Ben Simmons. I think it was the guy you mentioned. He was like, Giannis will like go down to the free throw line shoot two air balls and come back down the court like the next time and like try to dunk it on you. Like he just doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Giannis just goes out and plays hard. And he doesn't right, get I'm, rattled. Yeah, he doesn't get rattled. And he, he made some very memorable plays throughout this entire playoffs. But I mean, you you do you do mention an interesting point with the whole sort of, you know, cast around it. I think something's funny. We all know that Jeff Teague started off with the Celtics at the beginning of the season, Mm -hmm. was traded just before the Mm -hmm. deadline, and walking off the court, you know, with his championship hat on and something, he's walking out, and he's like, I really got an A on the
2: project without trying.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Yep. Yeah, I know somebody said on Twitter, like, yeah, if you had told me at the start of the season that Jeff Teague would have Title this year, I would have been ecstatic.
0: <laughs> would have would have uh, been great. Yeah, I mean, just his shorts.
1: Yeah, just his so- short stint with uh, Milwaukee played exponentially better than he did in, in his games in Boston. No, yeah, completely. Night and day.
0: Uh, it, it it was sad, but I mean, happy for him. Happy for all the guys in the box. There was a lot of guys that I wanted to win, and especially on the flip side, like. I'm I'm like saddened to see Chris Paul not win and like I'm glad that he's running it back. I'm glad that he got paid his contract and we'll get into more contracts later. But if Booker had won, you know the narrative would have been all about how Booker is better than Tatum and all this stuff and like how mm-hmm. people would have just used that for ammunition. So I'm kinda glad that Giannis was able to secure this.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I've yeah. been in oh you go, Joe.
2: All right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think that. I mean, especially with Chris Paul running it back, um, I think he took a bit of a discount too. So we'll see what they do with that. I'm not sure what their yeah, the Sun salary cap situation is, but um, yeah, I mean, if they keep the same core, obviously they're a really talented group of guys, and they definitely could run it back and uh, yeah, see what they can if they can uh, make some noise um, in the uh, this upcoming season. Uh, we will love to see what. If uh, Chris Paul kind of the because he's getting up there, obviously, uh, didn't show up much this year, but um,
0: no, he did kinda not
2: kind of have to see uh, as he keeps getting older and older um, if that starts to show at all. Hopefully, it doesn't because um, again, I'd still love to see him win a ring. Absolutely.
1: Uh, I was just going to say, going off of. Uh... Griffin, I agree with you 100% with that narrative compared to Tatum. I believe that a lot of Booker fans are extremely delusional. I have a lot of friends that are Booker <laughs> fans, um, and they just spew nonsense pretty much 24/7 um, about you know that comparison. And I'd make the argument in Tatum's first two years. So, so one game away from the finals, and then the year after they didn't, as we are well well aware, did not meet expectations that year. Um, I'd, I'd argue Kyrie. that – It's okay. Yeah, That's one yes. one way to Yes. Ky- Kyrie quit on us uh, from January on of that season. Um, but I'd argue that those two seasons long, alone are more – uh, impressive than Booker's entire career in the NBA thus far.
0: Damn crazy. Oh, uh, I mean, it, it, it's a hot take, but I mean, I'm not slandering Booker because obviously he is a great player. But I, I will say this: like, obviously, being a little bit of a hometown bias fan, it's it's hard to see, you know, that sort of narrative and played out like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, just from, I mean, it wasn't totally his fault. They were in a long playoff drought, but I don't know. I'm going to keep bringing it up. That one uh, pickup game video where they he got double teamed and then cried about it. Uh, <laughs> ne- ne- I'm never going to forget that. That's well, always I mean, going to just be ingrained I mean, in my uh, memory.
0: They uh, they double teamed him in the series and he gave up the ball in the clutch and the Bucks were able to take a slim lead. So yeah. people were bringing that up a lot.
1: Yeah, that's one thing I don't think I'll ever uh, fully erase from my memory.
2: Yeah, I mean the thing with Booker is that like, I feel like yo, know, even though he's incredibly talented, I'm just not sure he's ever, at least at this point in his career, he's not in the at a point where he's gonna be able to be, you know, the the first option superstar. You know I kind of see him as more of a um, pip to a Jordan kind of guy, uh, and I, I yo, know, I love Booker, um, but uh, yeah, I mean at this point unless he's able to elevate his game even more. I mean, because you look at, you know, what he was able to do when he was basically, you know, the sole guy in Phoenix, um, you know, averaging the high 20s a game. um, And they still weren't able to make the playoffs. Granted, those weren't great teams, but...
0: Yeah, he finally had some pieces, you know, with Chris Paul, with Aiden Healthy to, you know, make that run. Obviously, Jay Crowder, huge help to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, But, I mean, overall, you're right. He kind of has seemed – I feel like, obviously, no hate to Pippen because we're not, like, comparing or anything. But, like, he's definitely – I feel like closer to a number one, in my opinion. But he definitely does need a solid squad around him right now. Whereas, I feel like if we're talking about the comparison with Jason Tatum, obviously, he's the number one star – and if you know you take Brown off the court or whatever, he can thrive on his own.
2: Yeah, that's the comparison there. Like, you know, Tatum has proven thus far that he's able to be a first option and help bring, make a team successful. Um, yeah, you know, he did it last year. Granted, it was the bubble, but last year making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. This past season, not as great because, you know. A lot of things went wrong.
0: Oh, it, we 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 can just forget about it. It, it yeah. just went horribly. It doesn't count. Yeah. But, Mickey Mouse season. Uh, Mickey Mouse season. Uh, this this weird interlude season. Anyway, we can just we can just skip it and move on because this upcoming season is is going to be absolutely ridiculous. I actually may need to have like full on rosters printed and like updated because I don't know who's on whose team, and it's literally been, like, a couple days in free agency. I I don't even know where to get started. We have the senior citizens of the Lakers. We have an entire (laughs) new uh, team down in Miami that's, like, the thickest lineup of all time. And then we have possibly the worst shooters ever in 76ers. (laughs) You know what? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll start there. We'll start with the 76ers slander. That's, that's always a good place to start. Um, excuse me, coach, uh, organization, everyone in Philadelphia, what were we thinking with a one year deal, deal of uh, Andre Drummond? He, he can't do anything. He can rebound. You don't need a rebounder. You have Embiid. What are you thinking?
1: Do they still? Have, Dwight
0: Howard left, didn't he? He did. He went to the uh, senior citizen home in L.A. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. So Andre Drummond just baffling. Um, you know, him and Embiid have beef. Um, oh yeah.
0: Here, let me. I got. The, I got the tweet. Don't worry. Give me one second. <laughs> All right. So this is a tweet from Joel Embiid in 2018. So we're not even a full three years out from this tweet. Anyway, Joel, you know, troll and bead decided to post this. I own a lot of real estate in Andre Drummond head and I'm on my way to build more. And then he put three like house emojis and then he put his hashtags. Hashtag bum, hashtag the process. <laughs> Uh, 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 as much even, as I hate
2: Embiid, he's so – he's, like, he's hilarious.
0: He's so funny. Oh, his face when they dapped up and, and Drummond was signing his contract. Oh, my
2: God. Yeah, he just looks like, what are you doing? Like, Embiid's about to request a trade. So <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, literally, like, it was all over Twitter. Like, Andre Drummond is, like, the least impactful player in the NBA – he can give you 30 points and 20 rebounds and have zero impact on the results of the game. Like, it makes no sense to bring him in. And
0: it, it just makes no sense with, like, what they're looking for. Obviously, and we'll get more into it, they were trying to get rid of Ben Simmons. But to no avail, like, because cause their asking price was just too far ridiculous. They, they, they haven't gotten rid of him. He's... Still chilling in the 76ers, you know, living his best life. So they decide okay, let's bring on the worst free throw shooter of all time and we'll put him on the team because we don't need a center, but we just need a guy who's another big who can't shoot because our spacing lineup of Drummond, Simmons, and Embiid is going to be just insane. <laughs>
2: It's just like, yeah, I believe Andre Drummond, he's like a career 47% free throw shooter. So you do the math on that, there's a one in four chance he goes to the line and misses both of them. Yeah. That's not great.
0: That is, that is, that is, that is tough. I mean, not ideal. Be, speaking of uh, missed free throws, because obviously we we love 76 years slander and i Got a bunch of points, you know, just lined up for this occasion. Uh, essentially, you want to know how bad Ben Simmons was during the playoffs? Let's hear ben, it. ben Simmons missed more free throws in the two rounds of the playoffs that he played than Steve Nash did in his entire career.
2: <laughs>
0: wow.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. That's what that, I agree. That, that's, that's a stat.
0: Yep, that that's is a, a stat. That, that is a lovely stat. And it's great because right after it, we can follow it up with this lovely quote from Mr. Stephen A. Smith. From mm. first take, he said, I just received a text from somebody very, very close to the situation in Philadelphia about Ben Simmons. And then this is like he's quoting this guy. He doesn't work. He doesn't listen. And everyone around him is family and he's constantly babied. <laughs> oh my god. I was howling when I read this.
1: Crazy. I. it's weird because in in recent off season videos and pickup games He looks insane. He he, he he takes shots and he makes shots. Like and then the season rolls around. Won't even attempt. Never mind. Don't even talk about making. He's not even attempting anything. So, and then obviously that iconic play where he has the wide open dunk and he just tries to force a dumb pass.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I just don't know why the uh,
1: his off season pickup games vary so much from what we see in the season. And I'm fine with it because I I'm with you guys with the 76 year slander. I want it to continue, but um just kind of mind boggling to be honest. He
0: he had a he had a dunk option. And his <laughs> his rim protector that he was going up against was Trey Young. And he went, Yo, let me try to force a pass. I'm worried Trey Young in the lane. Like, he's like seven feet tall. Why did he do this? <laughs> So embarrassing to watch this man play.
1: I think that it just got to him at that point, like mentally, where he was just strictly past first because he didn't want to end up in any more memes or or slander. But in actuality, it just made it even more. To be honest. Oh
0: yeah, I I mean, it, it's just crazy. I I got random stats all over. I mean, there there was literally like. A game during the playoffs, one of the game fives, only Embiid and Curry were Sixers to make field goals in, in the second half. Like Embiid didn't sh- like shoot or score. I mean, sorry, Simmons didn't shoot or score. Like he just was there on the court, running around. And you look at the highlights; he'd like pass the ball, do like a little bit of a move, and then like make his way to the paint area and just kind of like stand there. He like doesn't know how to play basketball. He has, like, no IQ for it. It's so funny. <laughs> and and the, the best part about it is the 76ers organization is delusional thinking that he's good at basketball.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, in case you don't know, the 76ers very, very, like, extremely tried their best to get rid of Ben Simmons. Before free agency, tried a bunch of trades, yada yada yada. I, I I have this one because I just I want I want to like go to Philadelphia and ask them like, hey, what was the thought process here? They offered a trade package, or were looking for a trade to happen with the Warriors. Now I'm gonna spoil it. Sorry guys, the Warriors declined this offer. Yo, hey,
2: oh, don't spoil it. <laughs> the, hey, we got to wait and <laughs> see.
0: The, the 76ers were asking for get this <laughs> Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, four first round picks for oh. just Ben Simmons.
2: Oh my God. <sighs> wow. Well, what are they doing? I saw someone said on Twitter that like the Sixers they want a um, like a similar package to what the Celtics got for Paul Pierce and Garnett.
0: It's like okay, so
2: you you want the package that from the most lopsided trade in NBA history? Okay, got it.
0: Yeah, they're like, oh, he's like Harden type deal. No, you're not getting that.
2: It's like like it or not, Ben Simmons he's a role player. Yeah, like he only makes sometimes not even that. Because of the Philly fan base, they just vote for him nonstop. Like he, he's he's not that good. No,
0: he's not.
2: He's not.
1: And even you both, you kind of alluded to it about his work ethic. Um, quick comparison: Giannis, who's not the best free throw shooter, shooter in general, during the playoff run. Did you notice how much better he got each and every game until the last game of the finals? He made nearly every single free throw in such a relatively short amount of time. You're telling yeah, me that that's... Ben Simmons can't improve over an entire offseason, three months. Giannis yeah. pretty much did it from you know from the when the countdown started, the crouch uh, going to counting above ten every time he got to the line. And you know, one, one out of two every most times, sometimes over two, to the end of the, the final series, making nearly every single free throw. So month and a half. Ben Simmons can't practice for three months and he's had multiple off seasons to improve that. That's just showing he does he's not willing to to improve.
0: No, not very yeah, much. Uh, that that's insane, but yeah, I I just don't get it. I mean, we, we can just keep going all day long, but I just think the organization as a whole is like struggling. If you look at all of their draft pick selections over, let, let's just go back like a couple of years. Like they say, trust the process. Well, Embiid started in 2014. Since 2014, two. Fully different Hawks teams have been to the conference finals. <laughs> Obviously, the process is not working. It started and it's still going on. But since yeah. the process, let's let's run it back, they've drafted guys like Alfred Payton, solid role player. Jeremy Grant, solid starter for the Pistons. He he was really going off this season.
1: Yeah.
0: Rashawn Holmes. Jaleel Okafor, which obviously, you know, didn't end well, but they took him with pick three, so they obviously could have had anyone else in that draft. Yep. First pick, they had Ben Simmons in the next draft. Oh, what was Ooh. the next draft after that? Markel Foltz. Go bust, bust for the Sixers, but then all of a sudden develops a jump shot. Maybe it's just the 76ers. Maybe they just can't shoot in Philadelphia.
2: Oh, wait. Maybe you're onto something.
0: All right, we got Mattel Bridges. Oh wait, no, he goes to Phoenix. Great, good job. Uh, well, let's see. In 2019, they, okay, we'll, we'll be all right. They they did get the you know Matisse on the trade from Boston. Solid. Yeah. And Tyrese Maxey, solid pickup this past year. But like, what what are we doing, guys? Like, you've had so many. Top 10 and first round picks in total. And the team you've put together in the past couple of years hasn't made it out of the second round. You're looking like a star lineup with Ben Simmons and Bede, Danny Green and Seth Curry. And God knows what Drummond's going to do because I don't, mm-hmm. I can't see both of him and Embiid on the court at the same time.
1: How about Tobias Harris? He's still on the team, isn't
0: he? I bel- oh, yeah, he is still on the team, so then, yeah. Okay, I'll give him that. They have, yeah, he's,
1: got a, he's got a hefty contract, too. He, do- he,
0: he does have a hefty contract, that's true. But, yeah, I mean, besides that, they haven't been able to add any depth. They haven't been able to really add anything. The 76ers are struggling severely.
2: Yeah. And you look at, like, what they've been able to do during free agency. Like, they really haven't had much success bringing in, like, Any top guys, really? Yeah. That's that's mostly because they've given fat contracts to everybody they're able to acquire. But yeah,
1: they're desperate for average, above-average players.
0: No, yeah, they're they're just giving out money. But I uh... mean,
1: I'm a big fan of Tobias Harris, but
0: oh no, uh, that's probably pretty good.
1: But that contract for. I mean, he, he's solid, but the way he's being paid is, like, a, a, a two on a team, mm-hmm. yeah. which I don't think it's, matches it, up.
0: It's tough, yeah. Well, I mean, this entire free agency reminds me of a couple years ago when literally everyone was just getting millions of dollars, like Joakim Noah and, like, <laughs> Timothy Mozgov and Chandler Parsons yeah. were just getting, like, 50 and $70 million. Like, people were just being thrown out money. And that's the issue with these contracts is that for guys like Tobias Harris, they may be, you know, solid, but if they don't live up to those contracts, it's going to suck because they're still going to have it. And you either got to buy it out or you got to ride it out or hope that someone will take the trade. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of free agency. uh, Okay. Where do we want to start? Do we want to start with the Heat, the Bulls, the
2: Lakers or the Celtics. Well, the Celtics is not much to talk about because they yeah. have anything. So hey,
0: hey, we got Josh Richardson.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's uh, not bad. I, I was, I wasn't.
0: We are so much better than we were last year.
2: Josh Richardson and international fugitive Enis Cantor.
0: Let's go. Coming,
2: coming back to put number eleven in the Raptors.
1: Yeah. Oh, or
0: Pritchard is oh, not Pritchard. Pritchard 11 oh, of, right, yeah. Pritchard mm. is eleven. Oh,
2: Pritchard awkward. could change his number though. I'll Imagine, because uh, I think
1: he... Tatum should just change his number to eleven. Do the seven-eleven summer league duo again. Yeah, that used
2: to be throwback. Yeah, I think Pritchard coming in. I thought something like I heard someone say that he wanted to wear number thirteen. But that was taken by I think Thompson Tristan Thompson. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but he's, yeah. he's gone now. So now that
2: Tristan Thompson's gone. Pritchard could change his number to number thirteen to give Cantor back uh eleven. So I'll he... say
0: this I'll say this right now. If they do that and anywhere Pritchard Jersey goes on sale, I will be buying that immediately. Oh easily.
1: We we yeah. we
0: stand with Peyton Pritchard.
1: Yeah, he's he's gonna be really good.
0: But I mean, yeah, that I guess the Celtics are kind of a quick one. They built a little bit of better depth. They shipped off Kemba and Fournier, whatever they left, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. this is all in preparation for next year. They're clearly creating clean cap room for a big target, which has obviously been rumored to be Bradley Beal, you know, longtime friend with Jason Tatum. Yeah. So oh, St.
1: Louis guys.
0: Oh say, Oh, they're gonna rep it. Oh, 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 I want it so bad to happen. <laughs> All right, but that does leave us. We have the Heat, the Bulls, and the Lakers. Which team do we want to start off with?
2: Uh, I mean, the Heat seem like the most like improved. I think
0: they. They. I mean, Pat Pat Riley just mm. started writing up checks the other day I mean yeah
2: Pat Riley when free opened, he said a fat line it was like alright let's go it's go time
0: yeah he, he really it is Miami it. after all oh yeah but let's be real if it wasn't Miami no one's going there
2: yeah yeah
0: but yeah that's, that's
2: well, I, was, I was more referring to Pat Riley doing a fat line but
0: oh yes that is true <laughs> <It's>
2: Miami <laughs> so we've got um Jimmy Butler they lock him up
0: yep with give a him max contract attention.
2: Duncan Robinson is locked up. A, a Ola big De- one, too. Big one. Depot's coming back. And that's just their returning guys.
0: Yep. Then, so, then they, they bring in Kyle Lowry. Yep. Uh, Kyle Lowry
2: in the sign and trade. So, yep. Drogic is gone, but yep. Kyle Lowry they, is headed to South Beach.
0: They bring in P.J. Tucker off of his championship to a two-year deal. And they bring in Marquise Morris.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, those are just kind of the big names. But I mean, oh my, oh my God! Like, I'm I'm like been seeing projected starting lineups. Like, imagine a starting lineup of Lowry. Now here's where I've seen discrepancy at the at the two position because like they could put Duncan Robinson, they could put Oladipo. I don't know where like what they're thinking right now. Yeah. But personally, I feel like they're going to go Old Depot. then you got Butler, then you got PJ, and then you got Bam with a bench depth of, you know, Duncan Robinson. Uh, you got Marquise Morris. You got Tyler you, Hero. Yeah. I mean, like, oh my he God. He could start, too. He could start, he too. He could start, too. Exactly. Yeah, he's one of those that's also a possible starter. But just, like, To have that versatility, to, you know, have so many guards and, you know, forwards that could start, you know, just keep, like, a rotation going, this is going to be a very dangerous team come season. But one team that may not be so dangerous is the – oh, so – Ancient Los Angeles Lakers. (laughs) (laughs) Now, ladies and gentlemen, the average age of this team is about 90 years old. They have, like, four future Hall of Famers. Maybe five borderline if Anthony Davis continues, but obviously he hasn't got the resume yet. But it it's it's like straight out of like a video game. They sign Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard. Yeah. Uh, they bring in Bazemore, none. They get Horton Tucker on a three-year deal to return, and then they trade out Kuzma, the last remaining survivor of <laughs> Le GM's trio when he arrived, and they get. Russell Westbrook out of it. I'm yeah. I'm scared, but I'm also like, when it comes down to it, who's gonna get the rebound? Is Russ gonna fight someone for it? Like, is, yeah. is Melo gonna be able to like walk more than five feet? He's gonna get like five points a game. Like, there's no score. Like, yeah, how are they all gonna play together?
1: And even Russell Westbrook, people are getting all hyped that he was going to the Lakers. He's not as efficient as he once was. Like he was he used to get obviously he's a walking triple double. There's no arguing with that. But he used to be a guy that could get a triple double. He'd go, I don't know, ten for fifteen, you know, eleven boards, eleven assists, whatever. Now it's taking him um, you know, his field goal percentage is extremely low this pat was extremely low this past season. And I don't know. I, I just don't think it's the same Russell Westbrook anymore that, you know, if you put all these guys in their prime, that would be, you know, the super team of all super teams. You put Russ in his prime, LeBron in his prime, Melo in his prime, Dwight Howard. I mean, you just said it. all these guys are all stars, Hall of Fame type players. But to be honest, I'm not that frightened. I personally saw the Warriors coming out of the West.
0: Oh, you have the Warriors coming out of the West. Is, is that because they got Otto Porter Jr.? I'm
1: not in the slightest <laughs> bit.
0: Oh, okay. I, I do joke, but I think that that's a solid pickup for them because it is. obviously yeah. their backcourt is elite. Curry coming up in a crazy season. Thompson coming back. I mean, they're going to have Wiseman. They're going to have Draymond. Is, is Ubre still on the team? I believe so. So a role player in Ubre and Otto Porter Jr. Now another role player, similar type to Ubre, but a little bit more defensive minded. I think that's a solid squad. But I mean, that's a out of the entire West. That's a that's a big take.
1: That's been my take for a while now. Um, at the start of the postseason, I still said, "Oh, next year, if everyone comes back healthy, um, you know, Wiseman healthy, Clay." Healthy person, I see them coming out. I think they're the the sleeper pick.
0: Wow. Well, I mean, I don't know who I have right now because I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. But wow, the Warriors—that's an interesting one. I will say this though: you are right. He he uh, about Russell Westbrook—he is a, a walking triple double. But the issue is. He did take a lot of shots to get there for the points. And I feel like that may be in part to, you know, sort of joining the Wizards. And it really was only Beal and him that could kind of shoot. So I don't know if that was just like one bad season, but he wasn't exactly the best, you know, when he was with the Rockets and Harden. So I think what if, if this team is going to work, they're going to need to like have a sit down and be like, all right, who's going to do what? Because I think coming out of it, Melo needs to understand he's going to get like 10 – no, not 10. He's going to get like 5-2-2 two and two at the stat line. and He needs to be very happy with it. Like Howard coming back, he knows what he's doing. He's doing what he did last championship. He's going to have fun doing it. Uh, guys like LeBron, yeah, runs that shit. Anthony Davis runs that shit. But when they talk to Westbrook, I think they need to look at him and go, okay, Here's the thing. You are a talented-ass player. We want to win a championship with you. We want to keep building this Lakers franchise.
1: Yep.
0: However, you shoot way too much, and we don't need it. So we decided you will be on a 10-point-per-game deal and then just give us a bunch of assists and rebounds. That will be helpful yep. to us. Because I think if he was in, like, a Rondo-type situation when Rondo was, like, prime on the Celtics, Rondo was getting, like, 10-ish points a game, but then he'd be putting up, like, 15-plus assists. Yeah. Like, no, like th- they, don't, they don't need Westbrook to score.
1: No, they don't. And I think Melo has the potential to, to be an issue for this Lakers team because, you know, in Portland – he had to tame himself down a little bit. You know, he couldn't be that ISO kind of selfish player because Portland honestly gave him a chance to come back in the NBA and he knew what was at stake. He appreciated it. He fit into that system. Um, I feel like he could throw that all out the window with the Lakers this upcoming season. I feel like he could go back to his old ISO 101 type mentality, which I don't. Think would work uh, on this Lakers team, Um, and that's what ultimately got him out of the NBA in the first place. Coming out of OKC and then that brief stint in Houston, I think that could be an issue for him and the Lakers in general.
2: Yeah, I just feel like on that team, even though they're all just like should be in the old folks' home, like they're just there's (laughs) so many mouths to feed on that team. Yeah. That And I mean, you also look at it like when has Russ ever like really thrived as far as like team success when he plays with multiple superstars? I mean, you look at, you know, I mean, when when I'm talking like when he's like the, the main guy. I mean, you look at he, he, he has- Paul George, Paul George oh. experiment failed and Mello failed. What goes to uh, Houston plays with Harden, that failed goes to Washington, plays the Beal, that failed. And now he's the Lakers with LeBron and AD. Yeah, now he's he's
0: not even option number two, he's option number three. he's the third
2: option on that team now, which honestly could be beneficial for him because I feel like when he's the main option, he it makes things a little tougher for the team to be successful. But again, he's still going to be running the point, so we'll see how that goes, but
0: uh, Le- Lebron takes over. He's got that Hall of Fame
2: badge. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the team on paper, like you've got, what's their starting five? You have, um, probably Russ. Be,
0: yeah,
2: Russ at the one. Who do they have who? Do they have at the two.
0: It probably will be Tucker.
2: No, they don't have. They don't have Tucker anymore, right?
0: No. Oh, oh, Horton Tucker. Right. Yeah, Horton, Horton, Tucker.
2: Horton Tucker. Yeah, Horton Tucker. Um. Yeah, they, so he's they'll the throw whoever at need. the two, honestly. Or, or Malik Monk could play the two. Um, Literally anyone at two. It doesn't yeah,
0: matter. Yeah,
2: honestly. And then you've got um, LeBron at the three, Davis at the four, and then Dwight probably at the five with Melo as the sixth man off the bench. I really do like Melo as in the sixth man role because I feel like he can come on and kind of give be that spark plug, which I feel like that's where he's at at this point in his career. And that'll allow him to do more of the ISO stuff without taking away opportunities for uh, the uh, starting five. There,
0: yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense. But there is there's one thing I want to backtrack, and I know you know Najee mentioned it, with Mello in Portland. And uh, uh, speaking of Portland, I feel so bad for Damian Lillard, man. <laughs> This guy yep. is watching every super team be formed. <laughs> and he's just chilling there while Portland puts up Norman Powell to a five year deal, Cody Zeller, <laughs> and Tony <Snell. laughs>
2: I mean, here's the issue is that, you know, he's in Portland. Who wants to go to Portland when there's no like yeah. LA? No, you can but... go to LA, you can go to Miami, you can go to New York. Who's, who's willingly going to Portland as a max free agent? I mean, really?
0: No,
2: no, no one is. Exactly.
0: Uh, but, yeah, it's it's definitely something that's just – it's sad to see. And yeah. the the best part is, like, I saw an image and it was, like, him at an award show when he was kind of looking, like, a little down. And it was, like, Damian Lillard watching the Bulls do more for the <laughs> team than the Blazers have ever done for him. I mean, not that the Bulls – is it like a so, like a great team, but it's pretty solid in the fact that like they were able to bring in Demar Derozan for three years, bring which is DeRozan out of nowhere, Ball. by the way.
2: No, yep. yeah, literally left feet. I was like Demar. They were like, "Oh, he's going to Miami. He's going to go to LA." And then like,
1: I thought he was going to Lakers.
2: Three years signing trade with the Bulls. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, it makes great makes deal, no but sense. like what? And then and then you got.
0: Alex Caruso to a four-year deal,
2: like,
0: like apparently they just, they with that, wanted. yeah,
2: that's actually that's a decent, as far as money goes, that's a decent deal for both sides, both Caruso for getting that money and the Bulls because it's not too much. But apparently Caruso, he got the offer from the Bulls, he goes to Lakers and is like, all right, here's what they're offering me, can you guys match it? And the Lakers are like, no, see ya. <laughs>
0: wow, that's tough. He's gonna come out with a vengeance, the bald eagle.
2: <laughs>
0: no, I like mean
2: Caruso I mean, taking it to another level in twenty twenty two. I think
0: I think the Bulls did insane things this year because here's the thing: they had Levine, they made the trade and brought in Boots. You know they're obviously making the push now, so you bring in Demar Derozan, you have a big three of DeRozan, Rosen, Levine, and Vucevic, with you know core guys that will back you up in Lonzo Ball. You bring in Alex Caruso, so that guard and backcourt is insanely increased, not not to downplay White's, you know, play over his first couple of years in the league, but I mean, it just adds that level and that depth, that's just great, and they're just going to keep building on that. I, I really think that the Bulls can kind of be like, uh, sort of like a comeback team this year, because... In the East, obviously you have teams like the Bucks who are still going to be good. The Nets bringing back most of their people. The Hawks who are, you know, pretty much keeping their entire team. And then, other than, I mean, obviously we slanted to the 76ers, but for some reason they're always there. Uh, and then the Knicks, which we'll get into in a sec. But I think other than that, I think the Bulls can make a push for like a mid-level Eastern Conference playoff spot, possibly. Yeah.
1: I would have to agree.
0: But yeah, moving moving to the Knicks as our last team. I mean, boy did did they also just drop money like it was nobody's business. Randall yeah. Extension, Kemba Walker signage uh after the buyout with buyout, the KC yeah. after the Celtics traded him. Evan Fournier, four-year deal. Derrick Rose, three-year deal returning. Noel, three-year deal. And they bring back, you know, they got Burke and Taj Gibson re-signing on a one-year. Like, they have a very solid starting lineup with a good amount of depth. I think this New York Knicks team, can if they can replicate what they did during the regular season, I think they can maybe make a little bit more of a stride in the playoffs because, obviously – that was disappointing. What they yeah. did this past year.
1: Yeah. Did uh, Fournier get paid more than Kemba? I think Kemba was only what eight nine million a year.
2: Kemba got nothing. I think it was. Uh, yeah,
1: it was very low. Uh, I want to say eight for some reason.
2: Kemba, it was. Yeah, eight. They got pretty much nothing. So Fournier definitely got more. I think Fournier got probably closer to $20 million.
0: Yeah, Fournier got some ridiculous number.
2: Which, honestly, like, as much as I would have liked him back, not on that money, we really didn't give up that much for him. So I'm not even too disappointed about it.
0: No, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's one of those things where if we, like, looking back, we were like, oh, we, we could have, like, gone for Gordon and stuff. Like, we kind of wanted him, but, like, Fournier was the right pick, but the fact that the cards are aligning in the fact in the way that, you know, we could get Beal next season, Br- you know, Brad is playing a very strategic game here and it's just and gotta it's hope gonna it work works. Just oh just gotta yeah. hope it works. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't think we've kind of been like this excited about a player or like someone's been this excited to join Boston. Like the fact that Brad is moving around these contracts means that people are wanting to, you know, get in
2: to the guard and to represent. Yeah. yeah. And you just know that like the entire time they've been in Tokyo on the Olympic team, Tatum's just been in Bradley Beale's ear the entire time. Yeah. Huge.
0: Oh. Uh, we, we love a good ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, But I mean, on, on that last, on this last note, because I, I can't end the podcast without, a little bit more slander of the 76ers. It just wouldn't be fair. Um, overall, we got two people from the process team that made it to this year's finals. Obviously, Drew Holiday and Dario Saric. So, even more at, like showcasing that they failed with the process a little bit. But... I found another stat line when I was, you know, just reading through uh, Ben Simmons' free throws. And let's just say it's another great one. It is it is great. Ben Simmons has more missed free throws in the postseason, that was just two rounds of the playoffs, than these players during the entire regular season. Curry, Kawhi, and Damian Lillard, and just so everyone knows, these are the numbers: Curry missed thirty-three, Kawhi missed thirty-four, Dame missed thirty-five, which I mean, wow, incredible guys. And Ben Simmons missed forty-one. Whoa. <laughs> <sighs> that would
1: have been an easy series. If he, that would have been an easy series if he made. I don't know, seventy percent of those.
0: I know, like, imagine how many, like, how much the game would differ if Ben Simmons hit his free throws. That's forty-one three points.
1: <laughs> and it's That's not why like he
0: free throws.
1: And it's not like he, after he misses, makes plays to make up for. Like Giannis, he misses and then makes dumb plays, <laughs> doesn't <laughs> dunk he, it.
0: Yeah, then he goes like eight for like. Fifteen, no, like eight points, and he goes like three of fifteen, and he's like out there for forty minutes, just like running around. Oh, this is oh, this ben is crazy. Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons. I, I honestly think it, it, it's only fair that we, we end on his slander because he, <laughs> he's oh, he's just. Oh wow. Yeah. I have
1: one more point to- before we uh Oh boy. And
0: <laughs> This it?
1: upcoming season will be the last dance for the Packers.
0: Oh <laughs> Naji. Oh Najee. <laughs> oh, so Najee. I think it
2: was, some some uh I think it was like one of like I think it was Pippin's like old agent or something when uh Rodgers and then Devontae Adams tweeted out the Picture of uh, Jordan yep. Pippen. They yep. were like, "Yeah, Jordan Pippen won six titles. I'm pretty sure Devonte and Rodgers have yet to win a single one. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't no last dance."
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, the team got got better with the draft picks,
0: but the, the, the team time did will get sell. better. Yeah, you got to see. We'll we'll definitely do an episode on NFL when the preseason starts, and we can dive into some of those trades. But yes, hopefully. Mm-hmm. The Packers can do a little bit better for Najee's sake. And as always, Ben Simmons will continue to be lackluster and a bust as an overall NBA player. Correct. But thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Second Stringer Sports Podcast. As always, I'm your host Griffin Morrill with my guys Joe and Najee. And we look forward to having you next time to talk more about Ben Simmons just absolutely being garbage, and NBA, NFL, and all things sports. Thanks, guys.
1: Sounds good. See you guys.
2: See you.